Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition D&D tabletop RPG podcast. Uh, I am your game master, Ryan. I am joined by four of my friends, and they're not going to stab any more goblins, I promise. That's that's not true. I can't promise that. Um, that is very apt. Obstensively <laughs> less goblins than if you have listened to previous episodes. There's been a lot of goblins. So let there me... Which is the only reason why we're doing less. Yeah, they, they've just worn out the supply. Um, we, yeah, have, we haven't restocked more, and... yet. They're on back order, um, and you can't get them on Amazon Prime. So, <laughs> all right, that's all of that for now. Uh, so we have standard shipping. Yes. So we have four players. Uh, we have our human fighter Grio, who is played by William. Uh, Hello. Our dwarf cleric Biggs, who is played by Jonathan. Ha that's perfect. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but that was that was exactly what I wanted. Uh, we have our we have our tabaxi, which is a cat folk, uh, rogue Jenna, Hello. and we have our elf magi Liesel, played by Daniel. Hello. So when we left last left our heroes, uh, they were meeting with the Duchess uh, of their local town after having defeated several more tribes of goblins trying to slowly rid the area of the little multicolored menace that was assailing it. Um, so we're actually going to pick up back in that conversation uh, with Her Majesty as she has a new request of, of the players. Uh, thank you once again for all your hard work in, in defeating defeating the goblins. As it appears, uh, I believe Lord Telex, uh, the Baron of the city of Liren, is behind this. I, I can only assume he is attempting to take the throne of the entire kingdom of, of Selensar, uh, from his, his majesty, Kindal, uh, of the town of, of Keon. I would recommend you go and see his majesty. Keon is only two or three days from here, uh, and perhaps he can make some suggestions or, or give you some new direction in, in dealing with Lord Talix. I would, I would greatly appreciate it if you would look into this for me. Well, I think I've got room in my schedule for that. Uh, excellent. Uh, so she, you guys have a map. Uh, she takes the map and her guard, uh, points, uh, the road southeast to Keon. Uh, and it's, it's maybe two or three days journey. I would probably have you guys rest and wait till the next day to go, you know, kind of refill on all your magically things and gather supplies if you need to. She dismisses you guys, and you are free to do as you please for the rest of the day. Awesome. Uh, does anyone need to make any purchases, any... I know you guys sold. I think you guys sold most of what you had to sell at the end of last time. If you guys are all good, I'm just going to assume you rest and you leave and head out for Keon. That sounds wonderful. Okay, yeah. uh, Daniel, roll me one d twenty, please, sir. Oh. What did you get, sir? Twelve. Okay. Very good. Um. All right. So you guys make your make your way. Um, rather uneventfully, it's it's actually a fully paved road uh, that connects the two two cities. So you make your way pretty straightforward all the way to the city of Keon, and the Duchess gave you guys a letter with her seal on it, uh, sort of as an, a way of of getting you an introduction uh, to speak to the king. Uh, so you guys make it to town. You can kind of just see the castle in the background of the town, so you, you know the general direction to head. Or you guys can do some shopping first if you want to in town, or, or go from there. Okay. Would I know, as you know, like the you know, port 
magi for uh, the Duchess? Would, would I know what kind of person the king is, or what what sort of what what sort of person he is, so you kind of know what to expect? Make me a either history. Uh, yeah, make me a make me a history check. Ha ha! You ha ha! Okay, that's a natural twenty uh, for a twenty three. Very good. Uh, you have actually met the king uh, on several occasions um, when oh, he right. has when. When the Duchess has visited him, you have traveled with her, so you're you're actually very familiar with him. For the most part, he seems like a pretty good guy. Um, some of his political dealings are maybe not the best choices at times, um, but you know, overall, you don't really have any issues with him. He's usually pretty pretty courteous, pretty friendly, and you you know he's fairly well liked by the people of of. Selvansar. Excellent. Yes. If there's nothing we need to do in town, I suggest we go visit the king right away. We have a nice letter of introduction, and I've already met him several times, so this should go rather smoothly, I think. Okay, very good. Um, you guys approach the palace, and uh, after showing the guard your uh, letter of introduction, you are taken uh, directly into the throne room. Uh, there's actually no one else waiting to speak to the king today, so you guys can actually go in and see him immediately. Awesome. Uh, and the, the guard takes the letter, takes it up to, to the king, presents it to him. He glances through it very quickly, like, Oh, um, welcome. How may I help you today, travelers? Oh, greetings, my lord. How are you doing today? Fairly good. I, you look familiar. I've met you before, I believe. You serve um, Duchess Kaya, yes? Yes, yes, I do. I am Liesel, the court magi. Ah, a, p- a pleasure to see you again, sir. Uh, who are you traveling with? Ah, yes, I am uh, traveling with these fine companions here. We have Mr. Big's Magic Beer. Hey! And I, I will allow the others to introduce themselves. I am Petrifor of the Tabaxi. I give a slight bow to him. I am Creo, the human fighter. It is a pleasure to meet all of you. Uh, The Duchess says you have some business to speak with me about. It appears that Pellet has been causing some trouble for the Duchess, and he may be trying to position himself to cause some uprest and possibly a coup and take the throne, we were hoping we could offer our services in assisting you and possibly finding a way to get ahead of this situation. For a small fee, of course. You're referring to Baron Telix? I would find that deeply, deeply unlikely. I've known that boy since his father ruled that town. What What evidence do you have to support the fact that he's... Uh, I'm familiar with the goblin attacks, of, of course. They've been throughout the kingdom. What evidence do you have to support the fact that he's the one behind them? That seems wholly unlikely to me. Well, if you're familiar with his handwriting, we have several letters written from a person going by the name of T to the goblins in instructing them to, to carry out these attacks. Everybody make me a perception check. Oh, man. Oh! Oh, good night. That's amazing. Okay. 
Daniel and Jenna in order rolled a one and a two. I'm just getting all the ones out early. Just gonna re- pre-roll those out. Yeah, just get get those done now, and uh, yeah, be good to go. I got, that's that's not too bad. No, no, fifteen, fifteen for Mister Mister Biggs is actually quite good. Uh, Grio, perception, please, sir. Save us. <laughs> Might have to assume that I rolled a natural twenty. I uh, just lost my mouse. Oh, uh, we Whoa. we can totally right assume away. assume that. Um. Blasted mouse. <laughs> he's, run, he's run away again. <laughs> All right. Uh, so his perception is is plus two. Uh, <laughs> that is not a natural twenty, unfortunately. Um, so bigs for the win. Yes. Uh, the guard steps over and uh, and takes the notes from you if if you'll give them to him. Um, and bigs, you notice as. He's walking away with the notes between, sort of between you and the king. You see him, you know, hold the pull them open so he can hand them to the king, and you see him glance down at the signature, and he he, he pauses for just a second, yeah, just just ever so briefly, and then he hands them to the king and uh, and bows and steps off to the side, and a couple seconds later, steps out, mm. and there's. There's multiple guards in the room. I don't think, the, you know, the king doesn't really notice the fact that one of them isn't there anymore. He's looking at the letters. Um, he he looks concerned, obviously. I see someone is is clearly in control of the goblins here. That is most unfortunate. I've, I've known Telex too long to make the assumption that it is him. However, I do find this genuinely concerning. So, if I may, if I, as, as you have sort of already offered, actually... If you would be willing to investigate it, I would be greatly appreciative and would, of course, reward you um, for whatever information or solutions you could find, even if it's only at the interest of of clearing Telex's name. Of of course, sire. I am, as always, at your leisure. I tell you what, uh, as as you have done already this much for me and and the people of my kingdom, uh, he motions to a, a gentleman off to the side who doesn't look like a guard. And he steps out, steps back in, and brings with him a, a small pouch and hands it to, to you, Liesl. Um, uh, 50 gold for each of you uh, for your work already. Thank you. Thank you so much. Suddenly feeling a little less like taking a box out of his castle on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so I'm assuming Jen is the one keeping up with treasure more or less. Yeah. Um, so that that works. Uh, so if you will, I guess each of you write down that you now have uh, fifty more gold than you did previously. And uh, he, one of them, uh, shows you on your map where uh, the city of Liren is, uh, which is the city of of Baron Telix. Um, it's about two days from here. Actually, even further south uh, than you've already come this direction. So. Uh, assuming you leave now, you would probably get there in two days, uh, have to spend a night or two, you know, sort of out on the road. But that's not, you know, any big deal. So, yeah, he he thanks you. Um, and he goes back and, and sits down and the, the guards sort of lead you out. And you can tell he looks concerned. Um, and he motions one of the better armed over uh, who you think is probably a, a higher ranked uh, military personnel. So he sort of motions him over as you guys are walking out. Um, 
So if you guys are ready, if you guys have anything you want to do in town, or if you're just ready to get on the road, either one of those is fine. It's a long journey to make. It is. Let's get started. The faster we get it done, the faster we can get paid. Yeah, the only thing I would do in town is talk in the taverns and see if anyone else knows, because I don't trust these aristocratic types. No, we could could check the taverns to see any rumors about Pelix or anything there. Maybe it'll give us a good place to start when we get into town. Uh, you can absolutely do that. Um, Not real quick. Uh, so the the town has several taverns. Uh, the closest to you is the Gray Mayor, and it's a it's a uh, Liesel, You know, it's it's a pretty decent establishment. It is neither the best nor the worst tavern in the area. Um, okay. So if you would like to stop there, you absolutely can. I can direct them to that, and then yeah, uh, I thought I might speak to the local court magi and talk to him because I will probably have a better relationship with him. Okay, absolutely. About um, so you direct them to to there, and you actually know the local uh, court magi is actually in the king's... He lives in the castle. Uh, that is uh, Magi Jaren. Uh, and you you actually know where to find him, uh, if you would like to go speak with him. Uh, he yeah. is also an elf. Ah, good. And you've, you've spoken with him several times in the past. Excellent. So I'll uh, approach his chamber. Oh, uh, Magi Liesel, it has been some time. Welcome, welcome. What may I do for you today, sir? So I will start by speaking in Elvish, because you never know who's listening. Absolutely. Ah, yes, it has been quite some time since we've seen each other. How are you? How have you been? Uh, much better now. It has been some time since I've had someone to speak with in the old tongue. It is, uh, it is nice to do again. Ah, yes, it never hurts to practice you know if you don't if you don't keep your old language up you might lose it what uh would be rusty and help it absolutely what brings you to Liren? well uh we had some business uh and we were worried about this duke trying to think of leaders in the area baron are you speaking of baron telix yeah telix uh <laughs> we were concerned uh about telix what what is your take on the guy? The king seems very, very fond of him. He's known him for a long time, but that can cloud judgments, I know. That is not surprising to me. He he goes way back with his majesty. Um, That is... <laughs> Telex is... He's a character. Um, Are you familiar with the phrase delusions of grandeur, Liesel? Ah, uh, yes. The boy is the definition. Yes, this uh, is a very human concept. He's most unfortunate because I believe... He'll end up over his head at some point. Um, of of what concern do you have with him? Uh, well, uh, uh, we've already shared this with the king, so I suppose it's not a huge secret. But it appears that uh, he may be trying to sow some discord in the region, recruiting some goblins, and possibly might be trying to destabilize the kingdom. Using the goblins, quite interesting. Um, Easily swayed creatures. Fair, but they are easily swayed and easily motivated. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Have you dealt with the goblins personally? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, different tribes of goblins, which is intriguing, and uh, few hobgoblins, general commanders, riffraff. Which is how mostly. he is yes controlling them. Very good. He has inserted the hobgoblins as rulers of the area. 
Yeah. Quite interesting. Um, that's a follow-up question. Is there anyone else in the castle that might uh, that might have some loyalties uh, to Keller? Maybe someone that if they got wind of this would, would want to report or give him a heads up? None that I am familiar with, though I do not know much of the palace staff personally. All right. Well, thank you for your time. I will... uh, always, always a pleasure. Yes, yes. We'll have to catch up sometime. Try some more Sylvan wine. Ah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hopefully next time we see each other, it won't be such dire business. Uh, I will go rejoin the rest of my group and let them know. It has been a pleasure. Always. Uh, okay, so you guys walk into the Grey Mare Tavern. It is what you expect of a tavern. Um, bar, tables, semi-seedy looking people, and a variety of beverages. Uh, and largely mediocre food. Uh, as, as the three of you walk in, uh, the bartender, uh, a, a rather uh, short, older looking gnome, uh, looks up. Ah, welcome. Come in, come in, come in. What may I do for you? I'm going to let them talk to the gnome. Now, thieves can't. This says it's messages in normal conversation, so... Yeah, that's interesting looking. Yeah, I, I would love to just kind of chit-chat with people and, and, and thieves can't kind of uh, put out there that I'm looking for information and that if the information is good, I'll give them uh, a couple gold pieces for it. Uh, Jenna, roll me a D... D20. Nice. 17. Okay. Um, so you, you set about in your, um, I think it's as interesting. It's a, it actually takes four times longer to convey a message this way than it does to speak it plainly. <laughs> uh, so it's very complicated. Um, so you, you make your way around. Um, make me also a, uh, make me a persuasion check. Okay. Not as good as perception. Oh, that first one wasn't perception. That was just a regular. Just a good roll. That was just oh. a regular roll for some for something else. Um. So you make your way around, conversing with with the various patrons. Um. Many of them whom look at you funny because you are taking way longer to explain things than you would normally. Um. And there's complicated hand gestures and and you notice no one really seems to be responding the way you're looking. Uh, like in, in the manner you're looking for but you do meet one gentleman um, who does respond uh, with some clarity as to what you're looking for just not you you don't think he is uh, receiving the message you're necessarily specifically sending alright um, what, what is it you're, you're actually asking them I'm I'm asking for information um, about this uh, Telex guy. I'm offering a couple gold pieces if it's good information. Uh, okay, so one of the gentlemen, uh, just he's sitting at the bar. He looks at you, uh, Baron Telex of of Liren. I've hmm. I've dealt with the man. What what is it you want to know? Quite anything, a character. Anything juicy or untoward. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Uh, uh, as such is the establishment we are in, after all. Let me see. Lord Telex. Um, he's... he's. I don't really know. 
He's an unusual man. I believe he... He sees himself as grander than he actually is. If that's a, a good way to put it. And I believe... He is not without the opportunity to, to try and make himself as grand as he believes. The kind of person who's dangerous given the opportunity, but... Probably won't know what to do with it if they had it. Well, um, I appreciate your... Your chatting with me. Can I buy you a mead for your trouble? Greatly appreciated, madam. Greatly appreciated. And I go up to the, the nice gnome gentleman and I, I put an old gold coin on the table and thank him for his beautiful establishment and tell him to get the man in the corner whatever he likes for the rest of the ah, evening. Absolutely, ma'am. Absolutely. Uh, would, would you like anything while you're here? <gasps> Just, just to enjoy your company and your chit-chat. Have you heard any good chit-chat lately about uh, this uh, Telex? Uh, him I am not familiar with. Mm. The stories I hear lately are only of the goblins. The many, many, many goblins. <laughs> they, uh, they, stories are they raided the town of Liren recently. Uh, quite a number of them. Very dangerous. Many died. But, but the, the, the men of the, the army there were able to drive them away, which is, is great for that town. That was, could have been most unfortunate. Goblins are, are very dangerous, terrible creatures. Uh, we, we have uh, slayed a great many goblins of late. I'm really? Horrid little creatures. Uh, thank, thank you most, most kindly for what you've done. I'll die. Nod to him and go about my way, and I would like to do a sleight of hand check to see if there's any drunk soul I might pickpocket on my way out. Okay, uh, make me a perception check first, and then do sleight of hand after that. Okay. Not too perceptive, a nine. Uh, you really don't... No, no. As far as you can tell, no one is far enough gone for you to really make any attempts at anything. <laughs> Alright. Um, Grio and or... Mr. Magic Beard, is there anything you would like to do while we are here in this fine establishment? Can't think of anything. Okay. Um, I think I think Jenna sorta of, sorta of covered most of it, but Yeah. Feel feel free to jump in if you if you like. If you guys are good, um you can start your journey towards the city of Lyran. Alright. And uh while we're journeying, I suppose I will convey what I've learned about Helix. Uh, and Biggs, did you tell the others about the guard? Since you were the only one who saw him. Sure. Okay. Uh, very good. <laughs> okay. So you guys... I, probably... I, I have a hard time keeping my mouth shut, so... That's fair. Biggs <laughs> <laughs> had a little bunch of mead over at the tavern. All tell right. everyone about it's the guard. Pretty, pretty safe that everybody knows about the guard right now. <laughs> okay, so we're going to... Yeah, I, I would suggest we can assume that if we're heading to the town, then Telex, if that guard left, it may have been to send a message. So we could assume that Telex might be expecting us either uh, on the way or when we get. Okay, that works. Um, okay, so you guys, we're gonna do, we're gonna do something a little different. We haven't done this before. Ooh, As this is a, a longer journey, you guys will have to spend the night from time to time. You know, you guys all have your own supplies you have your own tent your own your own food etc 
Um, so how this traditionally works, and I'll let you guys you know decide if this is what you want to do, is usually however many members of the party you have, they take watches, and a person stays up for a certain number of hours, keeps watch while everyone else sleeps, and you kind of rotate in and out throughout the night. All right. Um, as as this is, I mean. It's a relatively civilized area, but there are still dangers um, and, right. and things that lurk about. Because I'm an elf, I only have to trance for four hours. I don't actually have to sleep. So I could take the first watch and then get four hours of trancing after my watch. Okay. Um, so actually what I'm going to have you guys do is, uh, presuming each of you takes a watch, is... During your watch, you'll each make a perception check that'll kind of count for the entirety of your watch time. Um, so uh, since Liesel has volunteered to go first, Daniel, if you will, make me a perception check. Okay. Boom. 18. Um, throughout the evening, you do hear, you know, you hear sounds from time to time, um, but nothing that appears to be getting, you know, anywhere near your camp. Just the regular noises of nature so to speak um okay who's taking second watch i will i think that 2 a.m is usually the time that cats go tearing around your house so that seems appropriate uh, all right all right so perception and 15 uh same for you the the normal noises you would hear you know in the woods while you're camping doing the like i mean you guys you guys have a fire going so there is an amount of light around you um you're camped in a nice little area um sort of it's sort of an open clearing but there are some trees around you you do have some shelter other than just your your individual tents uh and you do have the nice warm roaring fire uh okay who's got third watch i'll take third third watch is yours sir I would just like to go on the record of saying that when I woke Mr. Biggs up, I did it by just getting right in front of his face and staring at him until he woke up. It must be why his perception is off. I had a, li- <laughs> I had a little too much mead. In the- <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're not sure why that butterfly is up right now, but he is. Um, and you guys you didn't just... even wake him up when you were right above him. Yeah, it, he just woke up on his own. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can perceive is my body odor. Yes. Uh, okay, <laughs> and uh, William, last watch, if you will make me a perception check. But fantastic. That is, a, that is a total of a 20. Um, not an actual 20, but it is a total of the 20. Uh, uh, you do see, off in the distance, uh, smoke from another campfire. Um, but it's probably several like uh, a significant distance away from you uh and and you don't really see any people you just you do see that there is another campfire and morning comes uneventfully good uh let's see william roll me a roll me a d20 please sir Funny. I'm counting again. In, in, that is a natural one, but in this case, that's good. Um, oh. You guys were rolling for a random encounter, and low is a good thing. Um, <laughs> yes, the, get it real. The, Still the, counting. The lower, the better. Yeah, yeah, you can totally keep track of that. Um, 
<laughs> if this was a video podcast, we would actually have a little counter on the screen. Because, um, <laughs> you know, that's that's what you should do in these situations. Um, I did for next time. Yes. Uh, so the night passes uneventfully, uh, and you continue your journey the next day. Uh, you know that you are... By, by the time night comes around again, you will still be several hours away from from the town. Um, probably like six or eight hours away still. So there will be another night of camping, but you are you are essentially almost there. Um, will you take the same watches this evening? I like yes. my watch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you just like waking up bigs. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Liesl, perception check, please, sir. Uh, inebriated. Yes. All right. Yeah, you should wake up much more clearly this time. Um, <laughs> very nice, sir. Very nice. Same as the night before. No, really, nothing really significant, uh, other than the normal animals you would expect from, from the woods. Jenna, I believe you are next, man. Twenty-one. Uh, so, roughly two hours into your watch. Um, you guys are, let me actually show you the area you're in. So you guys are camped, uh, next to a stream. Uh, and those are your, those are your tents. You guys are, I'm just going to set you on top of your tents because layering. Um, so you guys are just kind of camping out and you do hear a noise, Jenna. Mm. Um, sort of. I don't remember how you do the little ping thing. Um, but sort of down, like, in this area. Ah. Yeah, like, right there where where that ping just happened. Thank you, William. Um, you, you hear a rustling. Rustling sound. Um, that is much closer than anything you guys have heard in the last night or two. All right. I would like to get my stealth on and go investigate. Okay. Make that stealth check. 23. Perfect. Uh, okay, so you make your way sort of over here into the bushes. Uh, and you believe there are some, some creatures sort of just a couple squares away from you. Uh, and, and you kind of wait and you listen and you see... Uh, ah, there it is. Three goblins. <laughs> I said they weren't completely done. <laughs> uh, but these are not... These do not look like the goblins you're used to. These look more significant. Mm. Um, more prepared. As, aside from all the noise they're making. Disregard that part. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, they... Uh, they are making their way towards the camp. All right. Well, um, I would like to go and stare in everybody's face until they wake up and whisper <laughs> to them that there are goblins on the uh, starboard bow over here. Excellent. Uh, okay, so you you sneaky sneaky back into camp, and and you're almost positive the goblins have not noticed you. Um, so I assume you very quietly wake everyone. You guys uh, aroused to her telling you that you have enemies upon you. What, what a way to wait. Ah. Hmm. 
What, what, what would the lot of you like to do? Well, the way I look at it is if they're heading our way, they're probably expecting us to be sleeping. So we need to go ahead and get them before they get us. All right. Uh, I can use uh, prestidigitation, um, the cantrip, and just put out the fire. Yeah. Okay. I will allow you to do that. Uh, so you now have essentially darkness. Um, the goblins can also see in the dark, but uh, yes, yeah, essentially what you've done is now Grio just can't see. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all right. We'll just aim him. Um, <laughs> I do have a torch if I need to use it, uh, but you would have to we'll, light the torch. We'll string it on them. Don't worry about that. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be okay. I have, I have some plans, you guys. Yeah, they do have dark vision, huh? Okay, so. I need you guys to make me initiative checks. You are all awake and ready to go. <laughs> Seven. All right. And a five from Grio. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. Good <laughs> night, guys. All right, Mr. Magic Beard. Okay. You have no bonus to this, and you always roll better than everybody else. <laughs> always fascinates me. All right. So. Harnessing the power of the beard. Yes. The three goblins will go first, uh, followed by Biggs. Um, I rolled bigly. Uh, I'm blind, so I go last. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Liesel, then Petricor, then Grio. <laughs> Not sure how that happened, but all right. Uh, so, reveal a little more of this just for ease of movement. Um, so this goblin, yep, that one. All right, he's going to make his way here. Um, and you know that you heard uh, as soon as 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 soon as the fire went out. Uh, you stopped hearing them for about a half second and uh, a little bit of a almost a sound of surprise they all move forward and are somewhat surprised to see the four of you awaken up and moving around okay so they've moved and it is now Biggs's turn alrighty well it's worked well for me so far mace to the face mace to the face sir uh, I'm just going to assume you're going here or would yes. you like to go here? Um, I'm I'm good right there, right where I'm at. Okay, fantastic. Engage, here we go. engage the enemy, sir. I'm engaging now. Ha! Natural <laughs> twenty. Uh, for twenty-four, <laughs> uh, quite possibly. Uh, so your mace does what? One d eight plus some uh, amount. One d six plus two. Yeah. One d six plus two. Okay. So if you will roll 2d6 and then add 2 to that number, please. As that is a crit. And likely, yes, we'll be off with his head. Um, I would be very surprised if he survives this. It is statistically unlikely. Congratulations. He's gone. Proven method, and it worked. Yes. <laughs> Tested, proven... Why change? Liesel, your turn, sir. Yeah. One second. I'm reading a thing. 
I love to spoon beard oil in the morning. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, hopefully to help light things up a bit. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> we have someone that needs to be able to see. Uh, I'm just going to hit that bush with a firebolt and light it on fire. <laughs> okay. Um, I, because it's flammable, so I'm just going to ignite it. Roll to make sure you don't hit a different bush, I guess. <laughs> From here on, you shall be known as Moses. <laughs> but, but what if you lit the goblin on fire? Well, yeah. the, the spell doesn't actually light people on fire, or it, it can light objects not being worn or carried. Alright. I'm not wearing or carrying them. I mean, that That's is fair. accurate. <laughs> um, Alright. Uh, yeah, but not how it technically works. Okay. <laughs> uh, make, make that roll. Okay, right. you, you absolutely hit the bush. Um, and we'll say... <laughs> we'll say that, that right there. Yeah. Hey, look, it catches on fire. Um, I'll scare them and get the light that uh <laughs> and as yeah okay that that'll work um Petricor, what would you like to do i I would like to uh now see if I come and move up next to Biggs, then do I have advantage and get my sneaky uh you do not based on position, so you would have to be on opposite sides, and the opposite side of that is a bush, and next to that bush is fire. I see. Um, you're yeah, talking no. like a, if you went right here, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, that would not be that would not be advantagey. Now, if I could sneak around this bush to this guy. Uh, you would have to be behind him. Okay. And well, Biggs would have to be there. Well, then I'm gonna come up to this guy who's next to Biggs, and I am going to do some stabby stabby with my short sword. Make with stabby stabby, man. Oh yes, eighteen. Eighteen is enough to hit. Roll that damage. And that's a four because okay. I got a natural uh, one there. That is. He is not, uh, not gone yet, but he's not happy. Oh. Uh, Mr. Lightning Leaf. All right. What would you like uh, to do, sir? Now that over there see. towards the fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get right here by the fire. Okay. And uh, just go ahead and attack this guy. Okay, go for it. Ooh, nice. Oh, that That's a 22. Uh, that is a hit, sir. Roll that damage. And don't and, uh, don't forget your bonus from your new archetype. So that's an extra D4. To, uh, add a D4 to that. Okay. Do I need the D4? Uh, you do. Okay. Perfect. Seven. All right. And gone goblin. Okay. Uh, so the last goblin looks real confused because they had like a plan and stuff. Um, and this was not part of that plan. Um, but he's going to sally forth uh, with his axe. Um, Mr. Biggs. That's a twenty-four, sir. Oh, your armor class is wham. Oh, he 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 sallies you forth with his axe, and actually, we're gonna get into something a little new. Uh, but ironically, I think you're actually well positioned to deal with it. Um, oh no. Where was it? Someone 
So you have an ability called Dwarven Resilience. Uh, you, you have advantage on saving throws against poison, and you have advantage against poison damage, which is timely because he has poisoned you, sir. Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to make me a constitution check. So on your character sheet, you should have your constitution score and then your constitution modifier. Uh, which should be plus two. Uh, so you're going to roll yep. 1d20 plus two, and we're going to see whether or not you get poisoned. But you're going to roll it twice because you have advantage. I would like him to try. Okay. Uh, perfect. You are <laughs> absolutely fine. Um, you, you, it, and it just it does nothing. Uh, but you now, do take you, you do take seven damage. Just from the axe. Ah. But you don't take oh, any damage right. from the poison. Right, there's still an axe that hit you. Yes. <laughs> Flesh wound. Alright, make with your attack, sir. Mace to the face. That's ah. a 22. Ooh. Roll that damage. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Underwhelming, but... Alright, uh, Liesel, it is your turn, sir. All right. This time, I'd like to actually just firebolt the goblin. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. That a hundred percent hits. Wow. All right. One d ten. Yes. Boom. That is one d ten for eight, and that is a toasty goblin. Woo! <laughs> uh, very good. So you, yes, uh, as as William is pointing out, um, you do have a fire to put out. Um, <laughs> uh, you press the digitation and just put it out. Just fump. Okay. And uh, presumably a fire to relight. Um, oh, yeah, sure. In, uh, in your actual camp. So yeah, you have three goblins that are no longer goblining. Needing to be looted. Yes. Yeah. Can I heal myself? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're fine. That 22 is my, my uh, looting the body's perception check. I should give you your own skill just for that. Um, <laughs> uh, you find 20 gold and some really nice axes. Make me a... Actually, Liesel, make me a... Let me look at your sheet. Um, do you have nature or medicine... Or investigation, or... Oh, I have a plus five to investigation. Let's Make me an investigation one. check. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I have a plus four. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jenna, make me an investigation check as well. There's an <laughs> investigation check. No! No! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be bigs for nothing. That's right. He he rolls those big numbers with no bonuses. Oh. <laughs> he just figured out today that he would learn how to investigate and crushed us all with it. Yes, <laughs> he has. at your service. Actual Put on a deer stalker cap and a gooseneck pipe. Yeah, actual zero training. <laughs> all sorts you of skills. Call me Sherlock Biggs. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> as the uh, as as you look at the axes, um, so you obviously know the one that Mister Magic Beard was hit with had poison on it. Um, it appears to no longer have poison on it, uh, as that poison was attempted at least. Um, but the other two axes do appear to have some kind of uh, substance on the blades. Well, for my uh, investigative talent, I would like to uh, take one of these and put it in my uh, weaponry. Okay, very good. Um, I can do a medicine check to see if I didn't know about the poison. or like. Uh, I would accept that, or yeah. I would accept nature. I have the same bonus either one. So let's let's just do medicine. And... I've got a plus two on medicine. Okay. So I can try it. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Recognize all the things. Yes. Uh, these two axes each have a coating of spider bane poison on them. Nice. Um, which despite its name, actually has little to do with killing spiders. Um, <laughs> it just sounds intimidating, so <laughs> they went with it. Um, so you guys have two axes uh, with poison on them. So basically the first attack you make that successfully hits um, with one of those axes uh, will distribute the poison, and after that they're just regular axes. Nice. Hmm. Uh, and you do have to be... Let me, let me go look at what kind of weapon that technically is, because there are, there are different kinds of weapons, and different classes have different abilities to use them. Have different abilities as to whether or not they can use them. Um... So that actually was just a hand axe. So if you can use simple weapons, you can use a hand axe, which means you can use this. And I'm pretty sure everyone can use simple weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Except uh, maybe Daniel. I don't remember. I, I would not use such a crude weapon. Of course not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you have those. Um, and you guys can spend the rest of the night uh, recuperating from your little endeavor and uh, uh before we do that um okay. it it would seem to me like well-prepared goblins uh wouldn't just come out of nowhere they had to have known where we were uh so is, is, would anyone have any skills suitable for tracking to see at least what direction they were coming from uh Perhaps? i would accept survival I've got a plus two. That's better than me. Uh, if anyone yeah, want to make survival three. checks. I've got a plus three on there. I've Ooh. got a 20. 15 for me. Okay, so the three of you kind of look around um, from where Jenna saw them come from. Um, the best you can figure out is that they came from the south of where you guys are. Um, but specifically, what direction or what's in that direction, you're not sure. 
I bet it was that shifty uh, guard that left. Quite possibly. They're coming up from the south because we are headed south towards uh, towards the town that Telex is in. So it's possible there's some sort of base he sent them from. Hmm. Interesting. We'll have to ponder that. I don't think there's any more to be learned at this time. Okay. Um, so that was Jenna's watch. Uh, Mr. Magic Beard. Uh, once it is your watch, if you will make me a perception check, sir. Oh. Ooh. Oh. That's a natural one. You are all encompassed in that in that fire, man. But, but I'm not perceptive. That's uh, you're just you're staring deep into that into that little pit of fire that's in front of you. Um. And then suddenly, right next to you is a deer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just kind of wandered in and is nibbling on some of the food that was left over from dinner. Oh, man. You had no idea it was there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could have said anything that wasn't deer and that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> no. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the rest of your watch passes uneventfully. William, if you will make me a perception check, sorry, it's your watch. I okay. at least see the deer. Uh, you do see the deer, um, and it's little deer family. Um, they kind of wander through the area, uh, and keep moving and that's it. You guys wake up. It is the next morning and you may continue your journey toward Liren. Can I ride the deer? <laughs> no, you may not ride the deer. <laughs> you, do, you do not have, I'm going to say you don't have. Uh, the ability to do that, because no. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he does have a new spell in his, his hey. level 3, something about commanding animals. Oh, is that one of the <laughs> ones he gets? Yes, that's fair. That's fair. I heard the thing go, whoop. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, so you guys make your way to... Um, you guys make your way towards Liren, and as you come upon the town, this is uh, it's walled off like most of the towns you guys have, have seen. Uh, but this is different. Like, there's guards posted, like, like in a, sort of a ridiculous number of guards relative to everyday danger um, in this area. And they, they seem very watchful, and they're patrolling, and they're, they're ready for presumably something. You guys make your way into the city uh, through the gate, and you're in the scenic town of Liren, what would you like to do? And that is where we will finish episode 7 of City on the Hill Gaming. Join us next time as our adventurers continue their journey through the city of Liren to investigate the goings-on of Baron Telex and hopefully report back to the king. We appreciate you joining us. You can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com or on Twitter at City on the Hill Game. Please check us out. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a blessed day.